The Branded Podcast with Robbie Fowler, Episode 29, Unleash Your Brain's Full Potential and Propel Your Business with Dr. Eugene Choi. Branded Podcast, the show that helps you position, pitch, and profit from your brand. I believe the chaos and confusion around what branding is, why it matters for your business, and how to translate your brand into profit leads to overspending on marketing, underperforming businesses, and overwhelmed leaders. Stay tuned to discover how to position your brand in the market, pitch your business with purpose, and profit from a life-giving brand that blesses you and your customers. Welcome to today's episode. This is part two, started in the previous episode. Before we jump in, I wanted to remind you, it's not too late to join me inside the Monetize Your Genius Virtual Summit. It's going to empower speakers and coaches. If you're a teacher or a trainer or a course creator, it's going to show you how to create new streams of income for yourself and to build your business. It's a seven-day online summit. There's over 50 industry experts inside, 60 plus sessions. It's all free. My talk is going to be on this Friday. So I hope you'll join me inside there. Monetizeyourgenius.net or I'll put a link in the show notes and I hope you'll join me. It will be a huge transformational game changer for your business. So don't miss that out. Join me and join my talk on Friday afternoon at 11 a.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Eastern Time. So now let's get back into this episode. We're jumping into part two with Dr. Choi. In last week's episode, we looked with Eugene at how your brain actually sabotages your business success, how we get caught in one of three responses, fight, flight, or freeze. And then what was really helpful, he gave us some examples of how those responses show up in our business life and then sabotage our business. It like cuts off the majority of the power that's built inside our brains, these wonderful, marvelous muscles, so to speak. And we get caught in fight, flight, or freeze. And he showed us what that looks like and how that sabotages our business. Now, today, we're going to now transition and look in part two to say, okay, if that's what happens, our brains can sabotage our business, how do we unleash then our brain's potential, right? Particularly when it, when it comes to our businesses, why does our brain, why, you know, why do our brains sabotage us and what are we supposed to do about it when that happens? So let's jump in. How do we unleash your brain's full potential and propel your business forward with Dr. Eugene Choi? Let's dive into part two right now. When you bring awareness to how much of your life is in the survival state, whether mm-hmm. it's the fight, flight, or freeze response, mm-hmm. that's the key to freedom. Because it's that awareness that gives you the power to change it. The example I always give is imagine having a piece of broccoli stuck in your teeth. How are you going to remove it until it comes into your awareness? Until someone points it out to you or you look at mm-hmm. it in the mirror. Same thing with how we operate as individuals. Because this fight, flight, freeze response, it's almost like you're, it's basically your body taking control and you can't control it anymore Mm -hmm. because you're just reacting without thinking. Right. 
So the more we get aware of what that is like, the more power we give ourselves. So give me some examples of, okay, when you're in the executive state versus, you know, when you're out of that and you're over here in flight, fight, flight, or freeze mode, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. give me some of those contrasting, like, you know, over here, you can be empathetic or creative when you're in the other state, it, you know, you're, you're stuck over here. Can you rattle off a couple of those? Cause I think that I know that helps me go, Oh, to see the difference when I'm over here. And it obviously makes this more attractive for me to go. I don't want to be stuck over there in my little walnut brain. Exactly. <laughs> so when you're in survival, you literally develop tunnel vision, which is why you feel like you're backed up against the corner and there's no options, even though there's probably like a hundred right. other options yeah. you can consider. Um, it's just the, the way it is because when your life's in danger, you need to try to find the nearest exit. This is why we have mm-hmm. that tunnel vision at the time because it's not a time to get distracted. Right. So anyway, um, an example of survival versus executive state, the executive state is where all the good stuff comes from. Okay. So mm-hmm. this is where you experience your aha moments. You have a personal breakthrough. You feel a deep sense of connection with the loved one. Um, right. Like you solve a really difficult problem uh, mm-hmm. that comes from the executive state whenever you experience it. And our brain dances back and forth between the two. So to give you an example of what was the question again? The differences between like, if I'm in survival, um, I may have an aha moment. If I'm an executive, uh, or maybe if I'm an executive, I might have an aha moment. Contrast that with, with, um, Got it. if okay. I'm stuck in survival, I'm going to have, yes. you know, so think about really not going to have second. an aha. <laughs> yeah. So think about this for a second. When you're stuck in survival state, um, your focus is only on yourself. Mm. Okay. Because your brain and your body thinks its life is in danger. Yeah, I need to survive. A, exactly. <laughs> I need to survive. So the focus is me, 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 me. Mm. And your empathy is shut off as a result as well. Right, the survival right. state cannot, literally cannot yep. do empathy. Um, so when your body and your brain thinks its life is in danger, of course, the focus is me, 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 me. So an example of this in business, for example, is marketing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you see companies that tout about all the, all the re- rewards that they've, the awards that they've won, yep. how great right. we are, look at how great we are. And it totally turns the customer off. Right. Uh, Cause that's a survival based thinking. It's, it's yep. kind of like when you go to um, you know, this is when I help friends um, win, win the job at the interview. Right. Mm-hmm. Number one thing I say is like, don't keep, don't focus on yourself because you're, right. you're going to feel the need to, because when, right. indiv- when you go to an interview, you feel afraid. Right. So usually a lot of people Proof. do what's... Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They do a fight response. Yeah. They go, I've done this. I've done that. I've done this. Yeah. I've done that. And the interview is going, great. So how does that help us? You haven't talked yes. about that at all yet. You just sound right. like you feel self-absorbed <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah. Which is why most people don't win the interview. <laughs> which is, right? yeah, we fired the last guy for that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So when you're in that survival state, you're cutting yourself off from the opportunities and solutions that exist around you. Um, you, your brain literally filters out that information mm. versus when you're in an executive state, you're more curious, you're more mm-hmm. empathetic. So perhaps when you step into that interview, for example, you're able to see, oh, this company really values this. I value that too. I'm going to mm-hmm. talk about that in the interview. Like your brain starts paying attention to more related information that will be valuable. Yeah. Um, in, the, in, the, in the marketing world, right? The, if you're operating from an executive state, I, I do this all the time with entrepreneurs that they ask me a question, something like, what should I say to close this sale, right? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's total survival state questioning. Right. So yeah. I'm not even going to entertain that thought right. 
because right now you're in survival state because what you're really asking beneath the surface right. is what can I say to avoid shame, avoid blame, right. avoid yep. rejection, yep. all that yep. stuff that they're afraid of. Yep. So I usually respond with curiosity and just ask a question. I'm like, I don't know what you should say because most likely I'm not even part of your target market. Can you right. tell me a little bit about the person you're serving? What are they up at night worried about? What's right. the problem we can solve that can absolutely help them? These questions yep. require empathy to place yourself yep. in the shoes of your yep. customer. Moment I do that, and if that's when we get crystal clear clarity. Mm-hmm. If they say I don't know, then I go, okay, great. This is not the right question to ask. Let's go talk to them and find out what those problems yeah. that they're going through are, so yeah. we can get a better idea. And that will help you understand what to say to them. Yep. Um, or if they're able to tell me, then I go, sounds like that's what you should say to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and let's yeah. see how that works. It sounds like you and know them pretty like, well. Eugene, you're a genius. Yeah, and they're always like, is that <laughs> it? Right. I'm like, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, it's simple. Not, it's one of those things that are simple, not easy. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yep. Like I, I like to give uh, an example of the nuance of this, like, cause mm-hmm. it's, I don't like to make it sound like, you know, right. get rich quick scheme. Yeah. Very yeah, easy. yeah. Yeah. But there are nuances to this because the way I like to teach it is any emotion that doesn't feel good. You can't, the cheat sheet I give people is any emotion that doesn't feel good. You're in survival state. Stress, anxiety, okay. frustration, yep. jealousy, rage, all those stuff that doesn't feel good. Um, all the things that do feel good come from an executive state, joy, gratitude, hope, right? Happiness, mm. okay. because your brain feels safe to feel these emotions, right? Mm-hmm. You're not feeling right. safe to feel happy when your life's in danger, are you? Right. You're right. about to be killed by You're an amazing tiger that's about exactly, to Exactly, right? <laughs> I'm so <laughs> grateful for this tiger yeah. that's about to take my life amazing. and viciously rip me to threat. <laughs> right. So... Going off of that, I try to explain to people, well, that's how you can start going really deep into this journey of awareness. So, and I, one example I like to give is being a parent, right? Mm-hmm. So an example I like to give is, you know, I had a particularly tough weekend watching the kids. I have two of them and my wife works as an overnight nurse. So there's days mm-hmm. she works three days in a row and she works yep. overnight. So yep. I'm with the kids all day by myself. And I was having a really tough time that week. A lot of meltdowns, a lot of mm-hmm. disobedience, right? A lot of rebellion. Those kids don't care, do they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a, a tough week or not. And, yep. you know, I'm just trying to keep it together. <laughs> yep, yep. And I couldn't. I honestly couldn't. Right. You know, I, yeah. I was snapping. I was getting angry. And I remember thinking, I had a moment where I'm like, why, why do I get angry? If angry is a survival mm-hmm. emotion, I'm like, okay, because Usually, you know, I might justify it saying I'm angry because they made me angry. And they made they me learn their, yeah, yeah, they need to learn their lesson. And this is the only way they'll learn. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, no, 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 no. I'm going to check myself on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're in survival, remember the focus is only on yourself. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with the other people around right. you. Your empathy is not on at this moment. So yeah. I can say all I want. I'm doing it for the kids, <laughs> but it's not. It's me doing it for myself. So as I dug deeper into this, I'm just like, huh, why do I need to get angry? And long story short, the aha for me was, wait, hold on. You know, I grew up with a not so great father to give you an idea who was not that financially responsible, gambled my college savings away when I was a young kid, that Mm. kind of father, right? Yeah. Um, So didn't provide financially much for the family. So we went through a ton of struggle, all that kind of stuff. So I Mm. made this really resentful decision. I'm never going to be a bad father. And I realized, oh, I'm very sensitive to the concept, the perception of being a bad father. Yeah. So the yeah. moment my kids are not listening to me or the they moment my me. kids say, yeah, exactly. You just turned me into a bad father. I'm going into survival. Yeah. I'm yeah. interpreting that. My brain is interpreting right. that yeah. being, being a bad father. So what do, all it knows how to do, the survival part of the brain is fight, fight, right. free. So I'm going to fight by getting yep. angry. I'm going to yell. I'm going to try to control mm-hmm. them. And then all I'm doing to my kids is scaring the hell out of them. <laughs> yeah. Now they're in fight, now they're, fight. Now they're in fight yeah. flight and they're not ready to listen to anything I have to say. 
Right. They're not, you're not receptive to information when you're in fight flight. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just looking for the exit. (laughs) Exactly. I'm doing more damage than good. Mm. So personally, this was like really big breakthrough for me too, because I can say I worry for the kids for their own good, but I I can call bullshit on that now. Yeah. 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 Like, no, 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 no. (laughs) I worry because I'm afraid of what will happen if this happens. And the way to make myself feel better is I'm going to worry. Right. Right. Or be controlling or whatever. I'm going to use my fight, flight, freeze response. So this is kind of how it plays out in business, Mm. in personal life. It just bleeds into everything. Excellent. Okay. So, um, if, so, so I've, I'm now aware of that and I can see, Ooh, yeah, that, that executive state is where I would like to be a whole lot more than 30% at best, you know, of the time I'd like to flip that ratio. Um, what, what are so, you know, just give us a couple, I know you've got several, but what's one or two things that somebody can do? Um, you know, maybe if they're at the office, whether they office, you know, they're a solopreneur or whatever, what's something they can kind of do practically to get to, like you just said, check their mm-hmm. self, check themselves and go, whoa, 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 whoa. Why am I about to fire this email off? Or why am yeah. I terrified about, should I do that marketing or not do that marketing? So, so what are a couple of things folks could do? Exactly. So when you're feeling those feelings, mm-hmm. that's in your body. So one of the things you do, you always hear about deep breathing, mm-hmm. um, right? Taking deep breaths. Two types I recommend is box breathing, which is five seconds inhale, hold it for five seconds, exhale for five seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another type of breathing that I learned from um, a neuroscientist, Andrew Huberman, mm-hmm. uh, where they literally took brain scans and watched the executive state mm-hmm. kick in while they were doing these breathing exercises, which is just take a deep breath. Once you're done with that breath, take another breath and then just do a slow exhale. And if you just do that over and over again, um, the science behind this is you have, just like your brain has a survival state and executive state, your body has one too. And that's Mm. based on the nervous system you have. So if you ever Mm -hmm. remember from anatomy, you have a parasympathetic nervous system and uh, a sympathetic nervous system. Um, One is fight, flight. One is rest and digest, right? The sympathetic nervous system is the part that kicks in when you think your life's in danger, heart's beating faster, all that stuff, right? Breathing more shallow. So when your life's in danger, you're taking these shallow breaths. So when you're consciously mm-hmm. taking a deep breath, you activate uh, the executive yeah. state because you're signaling to your body, hey, it's okay. We're, we're not being we're, murdered we're right now. We're okay. <laughs> we're good. Yeah. And it literally just calms your body down because right? mm-hmm. those nerves are actually at the end of your diaphragm, so which gets activated when you take these deep inhales. So it calms uh, your body okay. down. Okay. So deep breaths all the time, you know, that's, that's a common thing that you hear all sure, the time. Sure. Um, you know, the second thing I usually recommend is just labeling your emotions. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So for example, they did this research study where they had a group of people in uh, tied to brain scans and they would show them pictures of people's faces with survival emotions, right? Fear, anxiety, frustration. And as soon as they showed these photos to the participants, guess what? The survival brain started acting up, like it started activating. What was fascinating was the researchers asked the participants, can you tell me the emotion that you're seeing Mm -hmm. in this picture? And as soon as the participant says, oh, that's um, that's anger, that's fear, that's anxiety. Guess what? The survival brain calmed down and the executive state turned on. Guess Mm -hmm. why? Because you you literally have to think to label an emotion, don't you? Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right, right. So you're calling on your executive state (laughs) to turn on. And that part of the brain does emotional regulation, by the way. That's Mm -hmm. the part that goes, hey, come down here. Easy, bro. Yeah. Uh, Easy, right? (laughs) So you literally call upon that part of the brain to turn on. So yeah, that's one of the things I train my clients through is, yeah, just each day, 
Just acknowledge, even if it's in your own head, I'm feeling mm-hmm. sad, I'm feeling happy, I'm feeling mm-hmm. anxious. And one nuance that I learned from a, a clinical psychologist buddy of mine um, is that pay attention to how you describe the word as well. Um, so there's a, it's a nuance, but it's a big difference. It's, there's a difference mm-hmm. between I am sad versus I mm-hmm. feel sad or I yeah, am right. anxious or I feel anxious. The people who say I am literally are processing as this is my identity. This is who yeah. I am. Right. Right. So you keep on having to enter into survival because that's just a part of your personality, right? You can't. Right. Do yeah. I don't have a choice. Feels, yeah. I, I am angry. I'm hot headed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but once you start acknowledging, no, I feel anxious. I feel angry. We're registering to the brain that, Hey, you are not your emotions. Emotions come and mm-hmm. go. Right. Mm-hmm. And just like an emotion came in, you can gently and lovingly show its way out too, right, right. if you choose to do so. So the person who describes it as I feel sad, I feel anxious, under, is developing that kind of awareness that mm-hmm. these emotions are not who they are. Yeah. Excellent. So it doesn't have to stay stuck with them. Okay. So those are two quick tips I give to people. Yeah. No, that, that's, most, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. So now last thing I want to ask around this uh, is, so how does Eugene use this? Not with like, um, you know, clients, if you're working with somebody, mm-hmm. how do you use knowing this about your customers or potential customers? How do you use some of this in your own marketing? You know, some of your copywriting, you're mm-hmm. thinking about putting an email out or a lead magnet or something like that. How do you go, how do you use some of this to go, Ooh, this is the better way to communicate it, say it, phrase it, pitch it. How do you use this at that level in your own business? Yeah. So how I use it at at my business is it's number one priority is the empathy. Mm. So what I mean by that is placing myself in the shoes of the customer. Mm -hmm. So I think a great example of where I learned this from was uh, an individual named uh, Lee Lefevre. He wrote a book Mm -hmm. called The Art of Explanation. Mm -hmm. It talks about like, how do you explain something in a way that people understand? Right. 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 And he goes all over all of that to give you an idea. He's the guy who created this video called Twitter in plain English when nobody knew mm-hmm. what Twitter was. Right. And right. that video yeah. was the reason why everyone all of a sudden understands how to use it because yeah. uh, it was explained so well. So the point being is if we don't have that empathy, our marketing falls on deaf ears because they, the person listening or reading gets confused. They don't really mm-hmm. understand what's happening or they're going, this is not relatable to me. So I use the empathy to really meet my audience where they're at. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause I know, my audience isn't a bunch of, you know, doctors and pharmacists right. Yeah. Right. and scientists right. that are sitting there yeah. wanting to learn more about science. I understand that these are leaders and entrepreneurs that want to understand how to take their performance to the next level. Mm-hmm. So number one is I use the empathy to number one is to talk about the problem. Mm. Like what's the problem that they want solved? Cause right. No one's going to listen to you until you get right, to that point. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't yeah, have a business until you figure that yeah. part out. <laughs> that's the first thing I learned about screenwriting and when I was doing yeah. filmmaking was yeah. get to the yep. problem in the first five to 10 minutes of yep. the film or you've lost. You don't have a film. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yep. You've lost the attention of the person watching. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, I go straight to the problem and then I address what's the actual problem. So here's the thing is most marketing think if they just tell people what the problem is, I think mm-hmm. people will go, oh, I get it. Right, right. But they're missing the step of that extra empathy step to, no, meet them where they're at. Talk mm-hmm. about the problem from the way they see it. Yep, yeah. Because they don't see that the real problem is the actual problem yet. Right. It's kind of that yeah. example of Henry Ford, right, where he said, if yep. I asked people for what they wanted, they would told me faster horses. Horses, yep. Right? Yep. So I use that to make sure I meet them where they're at first, 
step into their world and then mm -hmm. educate a little bit about here's the real problem. Right. And that's when their lights go off. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then yeah. the marketing kind of does itself. Yeah. Absolutely. Honestly, after that point, because yeah. once you help yeah. a person get educated on what the real problem is, psychologically, they assume you have the solution. So mm. now they're going to want to hear what's next from you. Mm. So that's how I approach marketing. And that's essentially what happened to me this year, which by the way, reinforces your point about, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of different reasons why things happen. Right. Um, the success I reached this year wasn't just from one thing. Like, yes, I wrote a viral article, but that's after like two years of learning how to write articles right. for blogging. Yep. And I had this second step of the funnel, which is they watch a presentation, a recording mm -hmm. of my presentation, mm -hmm. which I never would have had if I didn't write right. yeah. copywriting yeah. stuff. Right. right over and the year. some of the film stuff. <laughs> exactly. And some of the film stuff, which led them to get on a call with me and want to work with me. Right. So, um, that's kind of where it ended up is that's how I applied it. There is the articles would talk about the problem more. Mm -hmm. My presentation would talk about um, how to address this root cause of the problem. Like mm -hmm. start opening up yep. that conversation of what really needs to be done here. What's, what's the automobile, not the faster horses. Right. Right. And then that's what helps people get on a call with me. And then I start yep. having a discussion where it's really remarkable is that, yeah, like it's, there's a way to solve this, right? You mm -hmm. want to bring that hope. You want to bring proof mm -hmm. that this really works, all that good stuff. So yeah. I'm able to show scientific evidence. I'm able to use technology that can, which I didn't even talk about yet. There's technology mm -hmm. that can measure if you're mm -hmm. in an executive state or a survival mm -hmm. state, by the way, which is what I use with my clients. So they, I can call BS on them too, right? Be oh, like, wow. Yeah. Based on these measurements, it looks <laughs> yeah, like you've been no. in survival state for quite a bit, majority yeah. of the time. What's going on? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of uh, how I approach wow. it to my marketing is yeah. get people from a symptom aware phase where they think they mm -hmm. know what the problem is. I'll use my empathy to do that uh, by getting to know them, obviously, talking to more of them, bring them to a problem aware phase of what the real problem is. Mm. Once you do that, they're going to want the solution. Yeah. So that's when you can yeah. start speaking about, you don't need to tout, like, we have this great solution. They're just going to start right. asking you, like, what do we right. do about this? Yeah, I love that. Um, I think I, I mentioned when we were setting this call up, you know, I, I had something that I finally developed. I'm like, what am I doing with the, all of these clients? How do I put that together in a way that makes sense? And um, I did it. I didn't even know what to call it, right? Mm -hmm. But I would start teaching it. To, to folks. And I knew I, I knew I was onto something when I had someone who's not at all in the business space. Um, I taught it to them one time. They, the next time we were on a call, they were like, Hey man, I hope it's okay. But you know, that thing you showed me, like I was over here at this other place with these other leaders. And like, we got to talking about that. And I, I went up and drew it on the board for them. You know, nice. I hope it's okay. And I'm like, that's like, genius. That means this is actually understandable, reproducible. Mm -hmm. We did it one time and you're able to go do it in front of them. And they were like, uh-huh. And so finally I'd done it with another group and um, I was circling back around with them and I was like, you know, what, what do we call that? And one of the persons said, I, I just got up in my journal today, redrew the thing that you taught us, like the framework. And I just called it, you know, uh, empathy or radical empathy. And I was like, okay, there it is. It's the radical empathy brand framework. So that, you know, I, I teach them, we draw like a picture frame. We draw out the framework and you, you get to see where the, the marketing piece fits, where the core message, where the customer is, where you are, where their brand element is. And then on purpose, we drew that picture frame first. 
And mm-hmm. above the picture frame, I have them write, okay, and now it's the second to last part of the framework. Now I want you to write radical empathy up there. Mm-hmm. And the reason it's outside of the drawing is, at least from my perspective, I don't think it's a piece of it. I think every bit of this has to be developed with a radical empathy for that customer, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. including 100%. your brand, right? Because a lot of times they'll come to me for some brand thing. They think it's all you know, some sort of visual element. Hey, I need this or I need that. And I like this. These are the things I like. I like these brands and I'm like, well, good for you. But unless... Notice how many times the person says I, by the way. I, yeah. That's unless you thing. are independently wealthy, don't you want to reach customers? <laughs> like, right. Like so you're already convinced. <laughs> yes, you're, you already like this brand because this is your business, right? So I know you're sold on it. We're not building, therefore, we're not building a brand for you. And that is like one of the game changers, you know, for, for most of my clients is like, well, that's great that you like this. And I, I remember I had one, one time he, the, the brand he was going after, the message he was going after, it was intentionally going after um, to, to, to try to promote white, black, together, multicultural thing. We get to this brand piece. We're starting at the visual piece as it's the easiest place for most folks to start. And mm-hmm. he sends me a couple of brands that he likes. And I look at them. He and I are both white dudes, grew up very similar backgrounds. I'm like, dude, that is, I've never heard of these brands. They were like mm-hmm. these kind of boutique men's online stores, leather goods, handcrafted. I'm like, that's amazing. And then finally I was like, um, you know, the other half of the audience you want to go after they're going to interpret those same pictures and who that's going after completely different than you and I do. In mm-hmm. fact, did you see anyone that looks like them in any of the, anywhere on that website? Mm. No. So while I love it and you love it and you almost had me, like I was almost like, <laughs> yeah, let's do something like that. I think, you know, thankfully I was able to stop and go, um, the very thing you want to do, you're about to create a brand that's going to actually contradict the very thing that you're trying to start because mm-hmm. you didn't start with a customer with radical empathy to go, whoa, 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 time out, bro. That makes sense to you and I, but it literally is going to cut you off at the feet. Yeah. If you yeah. build a brand that subtly communicates to half the people you want to reach, this is not for you. This is very much for those who you right. felt, you know, harmed or oppressed by. And it's crazy how many people make that mistake. They'll pay a lot of money for that. They'll pay a ton Brand of company. money and the companies just be like, yes, sir. Right? Yeah, whatever absolutely. Let's craft your brand story and that's whatever good. you want. And this looks great. Yeah. And, and so that, uh, that's why I love that. I love the, that, that, you know, it's in that executive state only that you can stop and go, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, before, yes, my third quarter business goal is this. But before right. I head to the email, the social media marketing piece, whatever the actual thing I'm going to do, great. I literally tell my client, you know, like, set that aside. Because guess what? The customer you want to reach could care less about your third quarter goals. They did not wake up this morning going, man, exactly. I hope Eugene, how can I help him hit his numbers? <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Not, so uh, I, I really, really like that and, and appreciate yeah. that. Okay. And so you're tell up a really important point. Yeah. Um, that I just wanted to give a good example of this because this is uh-huh. the nuance, right? Yep. So one of the arguments I give about why poor people stay poor, I always disagree now if I hear saying like they don't work hard enough. Um, mm-hmm. Number one, I've seen my mom work her ass off. And we right. Grew up, right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I know there's plenty of hardworking poor people yep. out there. Yep. Um, but their circumstances literally put them in a survival state because money mm-hmm. has a lot to do with survival, doesn't it? Pays your mm-hmm. bills, pays your rent, right. Um, right. puts food on the table. So anyway, 
when you're in that survival state, your empathy shut off. So they lack the critical thinking ability mm. to figure out how to get the solution. Mm. But the same applies for business. The business is your survival, isn't it? Right. So while a lot of business people are thinking, how am I going to meet these quarters? Yeah. yeah. Revenue goals. They're not thinking about their customers at all. Right. Right. But if you develop that empathy and you get really good at that, mm-hmm. you're not going to have a yeah. problem. No. You don't know what problem to solve. Right. That's what I'm trying to help them see. Yeah. You don't no longer have to go, well, what should I do next in my marketing? You know, it it ends up just being, I have no idea. I'm like, you know, your customer, they'll tell you what to do next. Exactly. But they're surviving. Right. All of the mindset stuff. Mm -hmm. Will the customer like me? Am I smart enough? Am I this enough? Am I good at Mm -hmm. this? They're all that self doubt that they go through and that's preventing them from having that empathy to just simply go to the customer. Yes. How can I help you? I can help you figure this out. Right. Right. I think I've seen you stress out. Am I right? Is that not? (laughs) Oh, I was, this is actually the problem. I'm glad I stopped and asked and listened. Right. Exactly. But yeah, that's, that's, I don't don't know how much. And I don't know if you agree with this. This is my, I have no data to back this Eugene. So I'll just throw that. I have no data other than just doing this for a very, very long time. Uh I think if people would if you're running a business, solopreneur, entrepreneur, you know, small business, whatever, if you can increase your ability and Eugene just has helped you how, how to start doing that. If you can increase your ability to have radical empathy for the actual human beings, because these aren't numbers, these are real people that you Mm -hmm. want to sell to serve, help with your business. You can skip so much of the marketing books and all the information that's oh out God, there. Yeah. You know, like you take the weekend of off. <laughs> you know how to do empathy, you'll be fine. Like, yes. If you know how to do radical empathy, like, yep, no brainer. Yep. All your business is all about solving problems. It's that yes. simple. If you want to simplify humans, it, right. it's just solving problems for people and people pay yep. to get their problems solved. Right. Yeah. And that's all it takes. And yep. if you solve that problem well, you, you're, you don't yep. need. Nope. Yeah. All those. You don't need to read every single latest book that comes out from. I've read them, but you know. Yeah. And there's helpful stuff in there. There's helpful stuff. When you're talking about tactic and stuff, if you want to trick up your sleeve, sure. But the core how to do it. Yep. It's less about what. And if you understand how, right? Yeah. Show a man how to fish, that kind of thing instead of being fish. You're good. It's it's number one is just focus on the customer, have that empathy, understand them, serve them. Okay, so how do folks get their hands on more of Eugene's stuff? They want to um, come find out more about what we've just scratched the surface of today on the podcast. So where can they go to find out um, more about you and to start tracking with what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. So I have actually just launched my own podcast um, that gives all of this content training. Mm -hmm. Uh, We go more in depth with the brain science and how to use tangible practical steps based on the science Mm -hmm. to basically increase your brain performance and get out of survival on a more moment-to-moment basis Uh, you just go to neurohackingpodcast.com so neurohacking is like neurology n-e-u-r-o and then hacking right podcast.com and that's where they can access free trainings uh, free episodes all that good stuff if folks want to actually work with you if they said great, nice podcast. I want to hire Eugene yesterday. Uh, is there is there something else they can do to actually explore that that possibility? Yeah, absolutely. They can just reach out to me directly at my email. Mm-hmm. It's just eugene at destinyhacks.co. Okay. 
and you just send me an email, ask me a few questions. Basically, the work I do uh, with a lot of entrepreneurs and leaders is basically, believe it or not, 90 to 95% of your brain by the time you're 35 gets programmed to act mm. that way in survival. Mm. So it's hard to reprogram it. Yeah. So yeah. we go over a lot of um, options on how to reprogram it because gotcha. this is why we think the same things every day and mm-hmm. the same habits, think 70,000 thoughts a day, 90 to 95% of those thoughts are the same thoughts every day. Mm. Just like you can program a computer to operate automatically, our personal experiences right. in life have programmed our brain to op- operate automatically in many, many ways as well. So that's the deeper work I do with an individual on a one-on-one basis. Wasn't that great stuff? Thanks so much, Eugene, for joining us. I hope you enjoyed that episode and those two episodes together to help us actually think about the way we think and our brains and how those relate to our businesses. Now, don't forget, you can connect with Eugene and those ways he mentioned. Those are in the show notes. You can follow his podcast. You can reach out and email him if you want to work directly with him. And also, I'll put in the show notes. Remember the Monetize Your Genius Summit. It is not too late to join me. It runs from January 27th to, I believe, February 2nd. It's a full week packed with value. It's free for you to join. So go to the show notes, click that link, join me in there. My session again is this Friday. You'll get all that information once you join and sign up. And in the meantime, until we meet on the next episode, go and build a life-giving brand. 